When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. Don't do this to me. I don't want to hear this mess. I tried. This is not about a show. This is my life. What's happening? This is my life. Now, (laughs) obviously, you heard the dramatics. You heard the um, raw emotion being, you know, um, conveyed in that scene, you heard um, the the nuances in the voice and the tone and the the deep dramatic effects. You heard all that, so obviously this is a major dramatic production from an esteemed artistic outlet, right? So you already know that that's a clip from Married to Medicine on Bravo <laughs> <laughs> from earlier seasons. Now it's Women's History Month, goddammit. <clears throat> we just coming off of Black History Month. I figure the best way to go in. And, synergize and flow right on from one into the other is to use black women's history and that what you just heard is exactly that black woman's history that is quad okay used to be web lunsford now it's just Reb because she didn't drop that zero and she is the hero so it's just quad web right that was a scene um from married to medicine season two when her and mariah huck who had the closest friendship ever in the beginning we're starting to have the breakdown in their friendship after a, a, a wild night at STK in Atlanta, right? Which nobody caught on camera, but it's rumored that things got slightly physical. There was a lot of drinking involved. It was just all party, and they got into it and fell out that night. And afterward, the other cast members were trying to get them to sort of make up or have some sort of conversation. It obviously did not go well. And that was Quad telling Toya, don't do this to me. I don't have time for this mess. This is not a game. This is my life. This is about a show. This is my life. And that clip alone is cause for your consideration and mine and also the Academy's consideration because we need to create a category of Emmy Awards. This this is shown on television now. Mm. So it needs to be considered by the Emmy Awards for consideration for awarding because as you can see, the drama was ever present and I ain't never seen more of a dramatic performance delivered in my life. Mm. <laughs> And I'm talking like Quad was talking right now. This is the way she was talking about that on Goddamn Married to Medicine. So, in honor of Women's History Month, I just want to say I don't have time for this mess. Is the hashtag. Thank you, Quad, for not just that dramatic moment, but so very many more. And to all of yes. the ladies of Married to Medicine, except Mariah, because I don't like her, uh, thank you for your moments. And with that being said, I'd like to welcome all everyone to your uh, weekly look into all things mental health and mental hygiene, which is called the friend zone. Even though I said it a little bit later, it still applies. Who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know I don't. Hello, Francesca. How are you doing? I'm amazing. How are you guys today? <laughs> 
I had to stick with it. Once you get with it, you know you gotta see it through to the end. Goddammit, I, I had to like, roll with it. I had to roll with it. I'm like you and your acting right now, cause That's committed. Right. That's right. Quad inspired me. Quad. Quangela Bassett. That's what I like to call Quad. Quangela Bassett, cause she used to be acting on Married to Medicine. I love you, Quad, and you know you gave a dramatic performance. Quangela Bassett. Okay. Did she have a song? Why did every time you say her name, I want to sing Miss Quad? Yeah. That's <laughs> so her and, her and Mariah it, used to it. sing that in the first season when they were friends. Oh, I was like, why do I know was that? Like, were y'all singing that? Miss Quad, Miss Quad. Yeah. She got it. She got it. She, she got, got it. it. <laughs> why the hell do I know that? Because <laughs> it was the shit. It was a yeah, moment. It was beautiful it's watching. But I've never heard it. I've literally never watched it. But that was how. That's literally the impact. It, it just meant that you still felt it. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Do you guys have any announcements before we jump in? No. <laughs> Not smackies, yet. Smackies. Uh, next week's my birthday. You know what I'm saying? This episode yeah! will be out. And then, you know, it's on a Monday. So it's kind of like, uh, so, you know, just catch me on the cash app. No, I'm just playing. Mondays are fun. <laughs> shit. Yeah, oh, I just like saying fuck it and partying balls to the wall, slamming into the wall on a Monday night. That's fun. Get drunk and blackout. You should have a good time this Monday, Sunday. <laughs> fuck it. Like, go out and just fuck everything. I ain't doing nothing I'm supposed to do. I'm getting drunk. <laughs> COVID rules still apply, and I don't have my vaccine, so I will just have my black ass at home. It's nothing. It's it's oh, a hair damn. flip. It's amazing. Well, I'll do it for you. I got my first shot. Shout out to hey. Moderna. Hey. That's right, baby. I'm going over Crystal Jeans. I cannot. Oh. <laughs> Actually, she really might open the door for you. This she time. already has confirmed it. It's on my Instagram. You can Ooh. go right back there and see. It's right there on my Instagram. She didn't confirmed it. We gonna sit around and get together. We gonna break bread, talk a little shit, have a little fun. Maybe do a little like shopping. You know, friends do friends do. You know. Will you Come also uh, tell her why your name on Zoom is the weekend's gauze? <laughs> <laughs> I needed something strong, y'all. Y'all seeing that motherfucker oh walking God, around please with don't. all that shit, all that uh, toilet paper and ace bandages and uh, mustard plaster wrapped around his goddamn face, paper mache all over his he face. He was committed. <laughs> y'all seen that? And so I said, you know what? If it held up for him, then maybe I can find strength in it as well. Friend, do you have any announcements? I don't have any announcements, but I do want to thank everyone for the support and the love on the Anthems episode I did with Sony Podcast and Broccoli Content. That was so awesome. I actually, you know, I was highlighted in The Guardian, the newspaper in the UK. What? How cool is that? Also, if any of you in the UK have a copy, I don't, you know, if I can get my hand on it somehow, please let me know. But I thought that was, you said I'm a royal. (laughs) Same week as Meghan Markle. Look at God. So I thought that was cool. They highlighted the podcast as a whole, like the series. And then Mm -hmm. um, let me shout out. Her name is actually, the columnist is Miranda Sawyer. She has a podcast column. And she said that my episode was her favorite. So I thought that was pretty cool. Thank you, Miranda. I appreciate that. Friend, um, what day were you in the the paper so that our listeners over there can get it? Because I want you to get that goddamn. Um, I know, right? It's the it's the paper that dropped on the eighth. Okay. So March eighth, if anybody somehow can get, you get their hands on that. <laughs> <laughs> but it. I thought that was cool. In, in it. it, I love in it. In it. <laughs> 
Um, but that's it. Just wanted to thank you guys for that. That was really cool. And I got a lot of um, awesome messages about the story I shared. I'm going to have to some Burberry it. on to celebrate. <laughs> put me some Burberry it. on and listen to some Eve. You know, she might as well be a Brit now. So we're going to do that. I love this. <laughs> so I have the Black Business of the Week, y'all. Oh, hey. God. Y'all are going to be very is excited. It? it is black, okay? Yes. Y'all ready? Y'all going to be excited. I already know y'all know, but I love highlighting our friends. So Jade of all Jades and Antoinette Lee, who are two very, very close friends of ours, have a new book club. It's called With Jade and Antoinette Present a Hood Book Club for Grownups. And yes. it. it is powered by Crown Royale. Yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> Look at that full circle moment. Wow. wow. So it's so like I said, it's powered by Crown Royale and it's via YouTube. Um, you can actually go to the YouTube page now and subscribe. The page is called With Jade and Antoinette. And the members will read one chapter per week. And then Jade and Antoinette will upload their video to the channel every two weeks. So every two weeks, they'll discuss two chapters of whatever the book is. And right now, the book is The Coldest Winter Ever by Sister Soldier. All right. Winter Santiago. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, aren't you reading it? I saw you yeah, say well, you were reading the sequel, which was recently released called Life After Death. You're damn right. I'm reading it right now, and it's good. Sister Soldier is speaking, just like she said she was back in the day. Sister Soldier speaking? She said it back in the day. She's still speaking, and she's writing. So, yes, and I love this. Shout out to Crown Royal. Shout out to Jade and Antoinette for continuing to win because they both so successful. So cool, man. Hell, I've been Antoinette waiting on the damn Jasmine this. Sullivan album. Right? So cool. So they win it. Shout out to them and shout out to Crown Royal for getting behind a good thing. And you know what I thought was interesting? Because it made me look up why Sister Soldier took so long. Because um, it's been 22 years since uh, Coldest Winter ever dropped. And I thought, you know, it was cool. She said because Winter went to jail, she yeah. wanted to honor the actual time frame of her jail sentence so that people could feel it. Feel the, mm. the she wanted she's I saw the interview you're speaking yeah about, I thought and she that was said interesting she wanted people to feel that loss the void of the reality of, uh, of how yeah. long it takes yeah as opposed to just like jumping to the next book as, as if she was out in a month or something so yeah. I thought that was a cool approach um she if you real, want more she, she real <laughs> sister soldier <laughs> I mean if you want more information about the book club you can go to with Jade and Antoinette. Dot com. They have a website, y'all, yes. and it is so cute. So the, cute. The banner changes, and it's like one minute they're like drinking Crown Royal, then they're holding the books, then they're just smiling, then they're doing Jay smoochy was faces. A in her nose. And one of the, uh, <laughs> you saw, <laughs> you saw Trill. You yeah, saw Trill yeah, smoking yeah. in the front. <laughs> no. With a, with a uh, waist trainer on. <laughs> and her contacts. You said Trill. <laughs> What did you tweet that Trill got a BBL? I I hope y'all know normally when I treat them kind of jade observations is because we're on the phone. Jade and I were literally on FaceTime. Trill was in her lap and it was like she was positioning to jump down. I I looked looked at how her fucking she had threw her ass to one side to like get around (laughs) some shit Jade had on on the computer table. And then she threw her ass back the other way like she's switching. And then when she got poised to pounce, like to jump out the damn thing, I looked at her little hips and ass ratio. I said, Jade, your cat 
I said, Trill didn't look like that when you first got her. <laughs> what are you trying you to say, you so ass? Funny. I'm like, yeah, Trill got her body done. That's okay. <laughs> she got her body done. She's I know like y'all shapely, just be like, laughing like hell. Oh, my like God. <laughs> what is your problem? She told me she told you about the goons. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, Fran, is laughing. See? That's all Please. I'm going to say. Inside, 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 inside. <laughs> and this is the perfect segue on last week's episode titled Down to the Pearl Milling. I imagine right. y'all were in the comments talking about where the girls get naked. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin brought Dr. Seuss gate to the hot button. And a lot of you, especially a lot of yeah, you teachers right. and educators, jumped on in this week, which actually was pretty cool because I, I, it was Ooh. nice to give you guys space to share how you felt about this. Um, but a lot of you jumped That's in. Right, Asante. Down with us. Asante, who stood out to you? <laughs> Woo! Well, like you said, friend, a lot of you jumped in. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, there were a lot of thank yous, a lot of uh, fuck Dr. Seuss forever, uh, fuck <laughs> Dr. Seuss forever, or I've been said fuck Dr. Seuss, a lot of that. So, a lot of those. But yeah, I, Some of them couldn't read the damn book. Now, let's tell the truth. All no. the way <laughs> a lot of y'all that was, that was going, green. Green, you know what? G- g- anyway, green, green, y'all the ones that had some shit. Now, so a lot of you had things to say in the emails. You know what? I just really can't stand Drive your the ass. Boat. Never got over um, it. Resented that no, they resented no, cat no. in the hat for thirty years. Never got over it. You know what? This is why I chose the email that I chose anyway. <laughs> um, subject is down to the pearl milling episode, and this Uh-oh. is from. Rose or Ross. It's R-O-S. I'm not sure which okay. one it is. You know, let me know if it's Rose or Ross. Um, it's close enough to me. I love it. Come on. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, hello. I listened to your recent podcast and notice only briefly, you, excuse me, notice you only briefly mentioned diversity or lack thereof in the animation world. On a lighter note, I wanted to share that Zeno Robinson, a black man, won the best English voice actor in the recent Crunchyroll Awards. Um, by the way, <clears throat> thank you for this email. The actor that he's talking about won an award for uh, doing voice animation for an anime called My Hero Academia. But it's funny because the actor is black, but the character is white. I have not finished. I'm only on season one of My Hero Academia, but I thought that was interesting that at least the black man won an award, even though he was voicing a white person. But I might be incorrect on that. So uh, thank you for that email, Rose or Ross. And you can also correct me on that, too. So, Fran, what did you find out there in those SoundCloud streets? You was in the Twitter streets. What streets was you in? You are psychic because I did both. I know you Look did. Look at see, you knowing. I, I did. <laughs> mm. Just Uzi Jewel open, as Dustin said last week. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you said that. I've been saying it all week. Your Uzi Jewel, it be open, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh. I so Jay Belton on SoundCloud said, I thought it was super dope that Dustin decided to cover this issue. The crazy thing is black educators like myself have been dragging that motherfucker for a minute now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the momentum finally caught up to the publishing companies. Even as a math teacher, I can see how damaging racist lit can add to the black suffering our kids face in schools. That's so- teacher speak for they finally got his ass, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, a lot of the teachers were saying that we were being graceful, too graceful and lenient, and that the reality is it's not so much that uh, the Dr. Seuss estate called themselves in. 
It's oh. more so that they're trying to get ahead of it because it's like he said, there was a lot of momentum building and this is something that's been in the works and it's almost like they buckled, if anything. Uh-huh. And that's the reality mm. of it. So we definitely <laughs> we definitely uh, misperceived that. But thank mm. you to the teachers who checked us because that's very important information. Right. And then I dipped into, let me, I hope I saved it because I think I took screen. I just had no idea it was fuck Dr. Seuss that bad. I'm sorry. I just didn't know. Yeah, that's how I was like, oh, 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 okay. So, like, that's why I, was, I, was that's why I couldn't even this. choose one of them emails because I was just like, damn. Like, they went you know, in. As a, as I got emails. I got texts. You know, I got tweets. I was like, oh, shit. I guess yeah, they were mad as hell. So I, I, you can't beat them. Join them. I started talking shit, too. I was like, well, the drawings never looked like they was finished any motherfucking way. <laughs> Yeah, I had to like really step outside myself for a moment and be like, I guess as an education professional, like this is going to piss you off when it's, you know, affecting the future of them. Like these are children and you like fucking trying to program them with your this racism is your now. This craft, yeah. Like, exactly. I wasn't really buying into all that because I was too bitter about the fact that I couldn't afford no racist programming shit when I was younger because that's all I, you know, I just saw it as Dr. Seuss as a child. So great points though. Uh, sorry, friend. What else did you find? Because I know you was uh, doing a little journalism there. Yeah, so on Twitter, Valisa Thompson, I really hope I'm saying your first name correctly, Valisa or Valisa Thompson, says, I really appreciate Hey Fran Hey bringing up Cripping Up, which is a new term, non-disabled actors playing disabled characters in this week's episode, right? That's the new term uh, for us, I should say. A training I did this week discussed media representation and the need to hire disabled people in front of and behind the camera. It's critical for these conversations to be had so that we tackle how we can, one, tell stories as authentically as possible, and two, support disabled talent that isn't being retained and hired by Hollywood and other key stakeholders in the industry. Hmm. So I was really happy to read that from Velissa because as I tweeted her back, I told her, you know, I felt like I took such a, uh, like I was very positioned in how I felt about that. Just mm-hmm, when I mentioned mm-hmm. that movie I saw and how it really pissed me off. Um, and of course there was pushback. There were people that like, well, what are we supposed to do? Everybody can't just play like who they are. Cause then you'll be boxed in and blah, blah, blah. And there are elements of that that I understand. But in that case in particular, I do feel like they did not put a casting call out for disabled people. I can almost bet on it. Um, and that's the problem. Just like Melissa said, it's, it's the not getting the casting calls. It's not even having the opportunity or as some other people hit me up and told me it's not even being brought on to consult. At Mm -hmm. least, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to find an actor to play someone who's paraplegic or cerebral palsy, at least bring in someone with that experience to consult to make sure that everything is being done authentically as possible. Like how they didn't let Notori Norton talk to Lil' Kim for she played her in Notorious. (laughs) Wait, did they really? Yeah. (laughs) Remember Lil' Kim was like, Lil' Kim was pissed the fuck off. You don't remember that? Lil' Kim was like... I didn't even talk to her, and I love Maturi <laughs> Naughton, so please don't misunderstand this, because I really love Maturi Naughton. Y'all know I'm a huge fan of the Power Family and all that shit. And plus, I love 3LW. I don't mind. <laughs> I, I love 3LW. But Lil' Kim was hotter than fish grease when that movie came out. Lil' Kim was hot. You hear me steaming when that movie came out, because she said she ain't fucking talked to no Maturi motherfucking Naughton before that movie came out. 
And so she was upset, and I think that is akin to it's akin to it. It's akin to what you're saying right now, because it's like you Only want to at least have the consultation. You want the consultation so that you can have an authentic portrayal, at least if not the actor being retained properly. Right, right. <laughs> so look, him was angry. You hear me spitting fire, shitting hot little balls out her ass. She was so mad. She was so angry, like. You see, you see what kind of episode this is about to be. I'm just saying, she was and so with bad. that being said, Dustin Ross, what did you find in the Twitter? <laughs> All right, so first tweet I want to highlight comes from at Just Monty J U S T M O N T Y, who tweeted um, a clip from the Megan and Harry interview, but as a response oh to a quote. So he put in he put in quotations. I heard you was gay, right? And then he added this <laughs> clip as a response. And this is a clip of Oprah from the <laughs> Megan and Harry interview. Listen. What? And who, who is having that conversation? <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I heard you was gay. And then you, that's how it did used to be back when you was trying to keep it a secret back in the day. Uh, motherfuckers, well, at least for me, motherfuckers were like, hey, just, what? Who said that shit? Who's having that conversation? <laughs> no, you know, you know what plays in my head? That clip you made. I think it was from Jerry Springer where the girl was like, what? What? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? You don't understand one, how it's embedded in my brain. That one is instant tears. <laughs> I the moment you. I saw that. The moment I saw it. I shout out to Imogen Heap. But the first time I saw that, that clip, I was like, I'm cutting the beginning. That's a perfect response to I just, anything that don't I make no sense. I hate it because if, it's some, like, if, if someone didn't catch that tweet, so now when I do it, they're like, yo. What the fuck? <laughs> Cause I'm like, what? Yo, what? I'm mad that that brings me to tears at just the thought of it. It's it's like, so funny. It's so not good. funny because she was hurting, but it was funny. I was rolling. Okay, so in the same vein, shout what? out to at FKA B. What? Which is what I said. Which is what I said after I read her uh, Twitter handle. It's FKA BUDU. FKA BUDU. What? <laughs> no, nah, but shout out to her because she 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 tweeted something funny as hell. She gonna tweet Oprah clarifying every single statement for maximum T with two of the laughing emojis, and then as you can see on the tweet, she gonna put Megan X Y Z in lowercase, and then she gonna put Oprah X Y Z because everything Oprah said. <laughs> Everything over said and that the everything Megan said over what <laughs> you got out the bed <laughs> like everything she fucking said Oprah could not believe it she was getting down to the bottom of oh it. god me? do you know how many pictures I saved like as a reaction pics the part you know the one everyone's sharing where Oprah's like this yes yes <laughs> with her hair her palms <laughs> up yes with her palms up I I've been sending that to everybody. That shit was, I still haven't watched the interview. Did y'all watch it? Yes, I watched it. And Meghan Markle let the chopper. I tweeted that she let her chopper go. Let's get alive. <laughs> she let that chopper sing. She ain't give a damn what she said about the motherfucking royal oh. family. She ain't care about the queen, the king, the pawn, the rook, the knight. She ain't give a damn about none of that shit. Come on. She was like the whole chessboard getting it. And then she said... <laughs> That they asked her how black the baby was gonna be, 
I saw to her, not her clip. She said somebody asked Harry. And she wouldn't say who it was. Hell no, and Harry wouldn't either. But you know, because again, the blackness shows up. Just like the, I'm telling you, the blackness, it keep it keep on. And and black people, we're protective over that kind of information. So she going to let you know, I know what was said. And I ain't going to air you out like I really could. I know it's when you motherfuckers said how black <laughs> is my baby going to be. But I ain't going to tell the people that who said it. But I just want you all to know it came from that direction. That's what she basically said. on the Did you see the photo set where somebody was like, imagine a family that looks like, like this. this. <laughs> worried <laughs> about Archie's complexion. And meanwhile, well... Right. You could figure out. Wu Tang, Wu Tang symbol, teeth having motherfuckers <laughs> looking at you, weeping willow tree, tooth having motherfuckers, uh, dry rotted out, motherfucking. Everybody looked like they just dry on the inside. Uh, no, like that's the that, upside down like that tweet me and you were laughing at where the girl was like, this is Archie proving his black side <laughs> yeah. to the royals. <laughs> Dancing to, uh, to the <laughs> gift. <laughs> oh my God. At the bus stop. <laughs> I fell out. I said, God damn, these kids got it laid out. Yo, I laughed so hard. I think I, like, I scream laughed for at least 10 minutes watching that video. <laughs> I died. Also, I want to give a shout out just because otherwise, because, you know, we're going to stay right here. Um, oh, I want to give a shout out to Lori Seasoning. Yes, the Lori Seasoning. Now, okay. Everybody knows how, how much I love Lori <laughs> Seasoning. So y'all know that it has been a pillar of my 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 childhood, my formative years, my fundamental uh, principles of my life <laughs> revolve around Lori Seasoning salt and it being present and uh, accounted for. Well, <laughs> there was a scene on this, this week's episode of Basketball Wives where Jackie Christie was cooking in the kitchen. And as you can see, in that scene, you see what that is on that counter. I right see there. it. I direct your attention. If you go to her armpit and then just drop down no. on the counter, <laughs> you can see right in front of there, it's a can of Lori seasoning. So I tweeted, I'm with you when you write, Jackie. And I see that Lori seasoning on the counter. And they tweeted me back with a, a flame emoji and hand claps. Okay. Now, it may not mean nothing to y'all, okay? It may not mean a damn thing to y'all. <laughs> but for me, someone who was raised on and still is dependent upon Lori's seasoning to experience the fullness of the food that I eat. Everything coming into my mouth. You understand what I'm saying? I love Lori's seasoning salt, so thank you for the recognition. It felt good to, <laughs> to, to shine a, have a light. Shine a light on them, Lori's. It felt good to, to have a little bit of that Lori's light on me. I felt more This is what I love about self. the internet. Like, a right celebrity there. could tweet you, and it's like, okay, cool, but then seasoning salt tweets you and you're mm. like did y'all see this shit exactly <laughs> and it it really feels good so that and also i want to give a shout out to none other than sam only when i'm thinking of you <laughs> okay <laughs> sam dude thank you for all the love my yes. brother like, we see you and and to to know that you know how much we appreciate your music feels great so shout out to sam dude i love sam dude he's yeah. a shit and i love that Amen. uh y'all been running them numbers up because y'all been tweeting him up a storm that's telling good. him how much you love the album and the singles and the songs we played too so that's dope shout out to sam dude we I love you. Good that sam song dude. is when they be playing after when it gets to that little bridge right before the well, I guess not the bridge, whatever that part is right before the chorus when he start like the pace. That setup, I, the pre chorus. I'll be like, mm! like after he, after he finished every part, I'll be like, yeah. Mm! <laughs> then he get right to it. I'm not like this always, and I'll be like, yeah. You gotta sing, Dustin Ross. <laughs> I, love, I love that song, so thank you. <laughs>
So can with I that just rewind being really said, fast? Oh yeah, so go right, ahead. Right before we start, when he first mm-hmm. said Lori, I thought he was talking about Lori Harvey for a second, and so then Ooh. after he said Lowry's, I was like, or so I was about to say Lori Harvey got seasoned in song, but that didn't. That's not where that was going. So <laughs> Lori Harvey I mean, got seasoned. She, she, hey, she, look, I thought she was capitalizing for a I second because I would, I would eat it. <laughs> I mean, look, it, there, there's definitely a market, and people already still be like, you know, what does Lori Harvey do? So if she drops some seasoning salt, you know, he you said know. there's definitely mm. a market. <laughs> there, there, With there that being said, <laughs> hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships. At 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. An Asante takeover this week. We have no idea, so let us know what's going on. Lori Harvey got these hoes salty. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Come this on, week, <laughs> look, I'm just saying, I told you there was a market for it. This week, uh, like I said, you know, my birthday's coming up, so I thought maybe we could do kind of like an Asante hot button issue, like a hot button week where we just do uh, all the headlines I want to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's going to be a mixed bag of things though. Like it's going to be everything Asante. Cause sometimes I just infuse like a little bit of myself, but I saw the internet like really like going up over the weekend and transforming something that I've been watching. And I discussed a little bit last week, uh, with WandaVision. So I kind of wanted to get into that a little bit, but before we start with, before I get into WandaVision, I very quickly wanted to talk to y'all about, what you watch, you know, we always talk about TV a little bit. So I want to have like a general conversation about TV, like themes, movies. So I want to know like, what have you been watching? What do you normally watch whenever you're bored? Like go-tos, because this is going to start off as just like a general TV conversation. So you can tell me whatever wa- special watch you're lately. <clears throat> yeah, we're, we're going to start with like a, well, it doesn't even have to just be lately. Because sometimes I find myself revisiting old movies over and over again. Like for a while, I just kept watching Dreamgirls. I was like, damn, nigga, you have seen this movie so many times. Why do you, it was like, I'm about to just clean up. So let me throw Dreamgirls on. But now because we've been in quarantine for so long, you know, you're always looking for something fresh to watch or concepts to revisit. And everybody's really going up for WandaVision right now. But I want to know more about uh, where you've been as far as like the TV land has gone and themes that you look for and kind of go from there. Well, I was just going to say I watched Coming to America on Amazon Prime this weekend. And um, it's been a hot topic. People have had a lot to say about it. Yeah, they Um, have. But I thought it was funny. Um, I laughed out loud several times, and for me, that's a lot. One of the times that I would like to put on the record right now in this conversation is when the son went out there because one of his uh, princely tasks that he had to complete before he was considered a prince and ready to marry whoever he wanted to marry was to get the whiskers off of a resting lion. And in this film, he (laughs) went close up to the lion, and the lion woke up from a sleep from a nap, looked at him, 
basically just considered him nothing to write home about and laid back down on the ground, <laughs> lifted his head up and fired it before falling back to sleep. <laughs> and so <clears throat> when that lion lifted his leg up and fired it, I, it had nothing to do with the story, nothing to do with the plot. It was just fucking funny. And it was a nod to the guy falling down the stairs at the beginning of the original coming to America when, uh, uh, um, Arsenio Hall's character and Eddie Murphy's character went to look at that shitty, filthy apartment in Queens. And when the uh, landlord was walking them up the steps to see the unit, a guy came falling down the steps and the landlord told him, yo, rent's due, motherfucker. Don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit like you did last week. And the guy fired it right there <laughs> in that part in the original. So I knew that it was a nod to that, but it just was funny to me. It was full of little funny nuances like that. The background singers behind Gladys Knight. What's even the point? That's not even a point. Singing funny ass lines. It was just funny. It was funny, funny, funny. So that's one thing that I have watched for sure. Dustin, keep though. Keep. I want you to keep that thread there where you uh, were saying the nod back to the original and all that. We're going to revisit that concept a little later. But Fran, what about you? What you been watching? Um, a lot of random shit. You know, I I love documentaries, so I watched yeah. um Persona, where it was it's on HBO Max, and it's basically like breaking down, uh, the personality test industry. Remember, we even had a an episode yes. about that, like the Myers Briggs and the five. There's Human Design. There's so I many. That. Yeah, and, and so I had, you know, me, I was like, oh, I got to get in this. And, of course, mm-hmm. a lot of you guys were tweeting me like, you got to watch this. This is so you, this is so you. So I do want to do an episode <laughs> about it okay. eventually. I'll finish it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, it might not be the episode I have next because um, I had something else planned, but we'll definitely be covering it soon. So All definitely right. check that out. I, I watched personality. It's it's actually pretty eye opening on what these personality tests actually are about and what the root of them are, especially the Myers Briggs was like, whoa, definitely like not how anyway. we've been using it. <laughs> oh lord, don't it sound like a vaccine? I got the Myers Briggs. I got it two weeks. <laughs> you are, just... but see, that's I, when I started watching. I hated how they were showing how pe- I guess people actually were doing that at the time. They were like, I am INFT LMNOP. I was just like. This this is too much because everybody kept doing it all the time. Like in the first few moments, and I was like, "The point is proven." Okay, I yeah, get but it. it is it is nice to know more about or have a, something to qualify certain things and quirks about your personality that you may have noticed a pattern, you know, uh, um, existing in. I think that and that's feeling fun. like you're not alone. Yeah, yeah like figuring oh, some yeah. shit out. You know what I'm saying? I like that. I think mm-hmm. it's fun. So I just don't, I just don't want you know uh, Paula Dean making mine or. Uh, or <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh, motherfucking ass. I don't want one of them determining the criteria to tell me who I and am. And pretty yeah, much, you know? that's exactly what this documentary is about okay. and what it uncovers of who made it and why, what the intention was, and what it's turned into all these years later. Yeah, so definitely something that. to watch. <laughs> I I started watching the Woody Allen uh, docu series as well. If you guys mm-hmm. have seen that with Mia Farrow and just the different accusations surrounding Woody yeah. Allen. And yeah, how's and that coming along? It's, I mean, it's pretty intense. Um, I personally, it, right? <laughs> I mean, the proof is well, in the pudding. Well, I guess they did it. Right. right. They, well, yeah. you just have to watch it to gain a better picture of what's going on. But it was very triggering for me. Okay. Um, just in, well, 
in a lot okay. of ways okay. it was very triggering yeah it's a, uh, if you listen to my anthems episode which i thought the the timing was interesting <laughs> you can kind of see uh there's a part in my anthems episode that i obviously kept that episode very light because they asked me to imagine someone waking up and listening to this and then i was like you know what let me not give somebody a dark ass <laughs> five minute drop story so I kept it was like the Disney version in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then watching this docuseries, I was like, holy shit. Like the Mia Farrow in particular in particular was very triggering for me, just her neglect in a lot of ways. So something to definitely check out. And yes, it is like trigger warning all over it. There's a lot of sexual abuse and just wild topics. Um and I also watched I Care A Lot. Have y'all seen that? Mm-mm. That's That's a, old, it sounds like, a, is it OVO? <laughs> it's a wild-ass <laughs> movie that has so many damn plot twists that... Oh, I've been seeing people talking about it. Yes, yeah, it yeah, is yeah, wild. Yeah. Like, you do not see any of it coming. Oh, yeah, I gotta watch this. I definitely suggest watching that. And then lastly, Behind Her Eyes was <clears throat> a very woo-woo sci-fi... <laughs> You know, astral projection show. Did you watch it or something? You're laughing. <laughs> Why are you go ask me that. I, I started because I know we share that in common. I, that I, a Kelly Clarkson song. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Once again, I'm torn in pieces. Behind our eyes, ain't that it? Behind, behind our eyes. Ain't I started it? it. I don't know. I started it, and I don't know what was wrong with me, but like, there was a, a night where I just kept starting stuff, and like two minutes in, I was like, I'm gonna have to come back to this because I don't me know. Most times, I think it was her, you know, in that first scene where she's like at the bar with the man. I was like, I'm gonna just go back to this. Her is in it. No wonder you was. Right no, no, don't you do that. Okay. Um, the reason I was asking what y'all were watching is because I wanted to figure out. <clears throat> Like, I want to figure out, A, what you're watching, and then I want to figure out what you're watching for. Like, so when you're watching, uh, Fran, I guess when you're watching documentaries, clearly you're looking for some sort of information or you're just for sure. uh, taking in what comes to you. But at, when you're watching fiction, what things are you looking for? Like, I've been watching a lot of TV and then I start to watch and I, or wonder to myself what I'm watching this for or why I'm watching certain things. So it's like I'll pick like a genre of things that I like. And am I watching this because I think that the story is going to be good or for the actors or for the, you know, the theme? Like, what am I watching for? So I'm just always curious to hear about, A, what other people are watching and B, like, why they're watching what they're watching. Like, you know, what your preferred genre of viewing would be. I mean, sad to say, like, even I care a lot. Like, that's a dark ass movie in a lot of ways. And I find myself even like with true crime and. I'm just fascinated by darkness in a lot of ways and, and kind of like seeing people's capacity, you know, mm. in, in different levels and different ways. And I'm to me, that's always the thing that gets me like and I care a lot. It was almost like, you know, you see these these um prim and proper reserved kind of like uppity women. And then they have this fucking crazy side that gets uncovered where you're like, what the fuck? And I notice that that's always what keeps me. It's like the the pivots and the plot twists and a lot of these darker movies where they just kind of spring it on you. Kind of like, did y'all ever watch Gone Girl that, with Ben Affleck? Is the, yes. Mm-hmm. That, it's like that, where it's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I actually made 
someone watched that recently and they were like, this is the most twisted shit I've ever watched. I'm like, wasn't it great? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm over here like, huh, ass list. <laughs> <laughs> It's a twisted ass movie. When I say you will not see it coming, you will not see it coming. And that's what I like. That's what I look for. What about you, Dustin? What do you look for when you're viewing? You mean like what what Pornhub categories? Or- <laughs> yeah, you know, pr- preferred themes, you know? No, I, I watch television and I watch, I, 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 I ingest visual media for inspiration. Um, when I'm working, when I'm writing, when I'm doing other things that I have to be inspired by creatively, sometimes I'll watch stuff and pick up themes or be inspired by different things that I find in other works. That being said, I'm able to, to run the full gamut of programming underneath all the umbrellas that apply. So I'll watch documentaries. I'll watch reality television. I'll watch scripted dramas. I'll watch half-hour comedy sitcoms from the present and past. I'll watch... Um, 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 competition series programming. Hell, I watch Little Cupcake Wars and shit. That's the kid. Oh, y'all watch that? It's so good. But I watch that kind of stuff. Um, I'll sit and watch the um, Laron Hines. I believe that's his name. The Jabria. Are you smart? I can watch those videos for hours. So cute. Hours, hours, she hours. like, yes. I, she's she's her, my favorite. I love Jabria. Are you smart? Yes. <laughs> I love that. But anyway, I, I watch stuff for different re I watch stuff to be inspired and to kind of just um remove myself from whatever my present situation is. Mm. So True. that's why I watch shit. You know what I mean? Other things I watch for the sex scenes. You never know who you might see a butt cheek from or a side boob. Real. You just never know. So there's reasons. Mm-hmm. The reasons that we are here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, amen. Um, for those Speaking of, you of butt listening. cheeks, like the <laughs> oh. Billie Holiday movie, did y'all see that scene? I ain't watch it. But I heard <laughs> you know what she talking about. Shout out to Trevante. That's um, all. You ain't supposed to address my man on the show. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um, so the reason that I'm asking all this is because, you know, I every time I lead the show, I'm always thinking about like what's going on in the world and clearly what's been going on in the world is fucking COVID. So like initially I was, you know, asking questions at the beginning of COVID, trying to get everybody to, you know, figure out what you're doing with your life and f- do something about it. Later on, I was trying to figure out, you know, how everybody's doing mentally during COVID. Now, hopefully we're in this last leg of COVID, but because we've been mm-hmm. in the house. <clears throat> I, listen, <laughs> you, you told us, okay, and it's like an amen is coming my way. I feel it after that, that I testimony. Got shot. I got street cred. <laughs> I got shot. God damn it. I got my vaccine. You ain't 50 cents. It's a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one of the things that has happened because we've all been at home is everybody's been watching more. Well, most people have been watching more TV. And because I've been watching so much TV, it's made me look at, I guess, my choices like, look at your life, look at your choices. Like, before I used to just watch things, you know, just to laugh or just to disconnect. And then I ended up watching things. Well, actually, as Dustin said, like, you know, you watch different things for different reasons already. So it's like I was getting most of my information, I feel like, from anime and my entertainment from reality TV and then uh, and information from documentaries, too. But uh, I'm asking all about talk shows. I love talk shows. Well, I don't think you know what for Corona. I, I didn't I really watch. Man. I didn't. Oh, you know what? That's a lot. The only talk show I watched was what well, I watched most of the Fox Soul content. So I was watching yeah. all the Claudia shit because I feel like Claudia. shout out to Claudia. Like I feel like she did a great job. Shout out to Funky Dineva. Shout out to Q. Funky what's, Dineva up, what's up, Dineva? Is killing. It. First of all, Claudia Jordan, Funky Dineva, like. 
I didn't Claudia think... Jordan went to Fox Soul and rolled that platform like some dice. She got three motherfucking <laughs> shows on the platform, and oh, her wow. shows are the, are the hot. That's right, TGIF, Cocktails with Queens, and Out Loud with Claudia Jordan. And three her shows wow. are TGIF with Funky Dineva and Al Reynolds, um, Cocktails with Queens with Selena Johnson, Vivica Fox, and Lisa Ray, and then oh, Out Loud wow. with Claudia Jordan, which she hosts by herself. And all three of the shows are, are doing numbers, doing They're all very great. well. So shout out Dope. to Claudia Jordan for handling that, flipping that shit. It's That's great because she's it. on the show with Funky Dineva, who does the absolute most. And then Al, and who- smart as hell, too. Funky Dineva oh, is fact-driven. You know that's my, my boo. Funky Dineva's commentary. But my I favorite thing- my favorite thing about Funky is Funky like leaves room to be wrong <laughs> because there's some people that are just be, you know, I'm a, this is what I said and I don't care if it's right or wrong. But Funky would be like, you know, if I'm wrong, I'll be the first to say it. But in, until then, like you getting all these jokes <laughs> and more like it's it's a great art the way Funky spins it. And then the way Al plays back and also educates like they, they all have a great rapport together. But it's just something about Claudia, the way she's like building these like dynasties or something because like it was like her show and then she ends up on the show with these uh well-known actors and actress uh, actors and singers like and then she's on the show now where it's like she's starting something new with some people that you know you've seen before but you definitely need to see more of so it's just really dope what she's doing <clears throat> but back to what i was trying to get to because I didn't got way off topic, but this is all about entertainment and television anyway. It's because definitely a lot better than that shit Nene tried to pull when it was like, yeah, oh, look for the light in the room, I'm the brightest in the room, and then put the hand over to the side <laughs> in her bar. I doubt when Any, up, anyway. I doubt when Q does that at the yeah, beginning. That one went up and it is stuck. <laughs> 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 it is stuck, Nene. Yeah, where's the show, Nene? Stuck. That's what it said. Up and stuck. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't want to be negative. No, you're you're totally fine. Um, I love you, bitch. I love you, Nene. <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll put a pin in Nene and hopefully, and I'll see if I can circle back around there. Um, one of the th oh yeah, I guess I didn't say what I've been watching or why and what I look for. Okay, so um, one thing that I talked about on here very like little by little that I keep watching is right now I'm in the middle of watching Stargate. Stargate is this random ass sci-fi show that used to come on like in the 90s, 2000s. Like it's just, it's an outdated show. I watched it because I just decided to pick the series that I could kind of, that I wanted to pick something long and it had all these like spinoffs and movies and I wanted to see why, if that makes sense. Like sometimes these movies will get like a sequel or it'll be a low budget ass movie and you'll never hear anything again. But then sometimes there'll be these like long drawn out franchises that some will say is bad or cheesy or it could just be generic and it'll be running forever. So I had to watch because I was interested in A, why it was going on for so long, B, how they keep it fresh, C, why are there these spinoffs. I had to just I just needed all of that information. Like even though it's entertainment, I just needed so much information. And along the way, because I was watching for the information of figuring out, you know, <clears throat> why it was a good show, I was seeing where celebrities were getting their their start or maybe where it was just like a role for them in the day, like along the way of them already working. But it was crazy watching like um, Wayne Brady on this show on Stargate, like the sci-fi show. Like when I was younger, I saw Wayne Brady on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Being funny as fuck. And then him being another <laughs> I level. I that show. Right. Oh my God. I bet and you then, Wayne Brady did too because you know that was a good check. <laughs> listen but to see him go from to see him go from like that crazy like white comedy funny ass fuck shit to him being mm -hmm. funny as fuck on Chappelle's show 
And then to like be grown and rewind and see that he was doing like this sci-fi acting back in the day was, and then it was kind of some action to it. It was cool to me. It was like, damn, these are the things that I wish I would have heard about more or seen a little bit more because I already a was a t- I was already attached to Wayne Brady when I was younger because he was a nigga being funny and I was a nigga being funny when I was younger because in high school I was in theater and shit and Wayne Brady was like one of my go tos like oh this is a, a black a person like me that I can look to to kind of oh, guide you will to be my career. Bra- what you trying to say about Wayne Brady or something? <laughs> What do you, what do you think? What I'm you mean? To... What you? I'm asking you because you the one said this is a person like me. Well, I want to know what you, I want to check you your like, your math. What you mean? You mean like? <laughs> let, let me see your math problem. You mean? Or do you mean? Or you mean like just creative? Black person. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. So okay. Mad okay. okay. Like <laughs> I'm just asking. It's so a lot of boxes could be checked, and I want to make sure you you saying. <laughs> Or I guess make sure you ain't saying what I thought you was trying to say. That's well, what I'm, well, I that's ain't what I'm saying. saying. I ain't saying what you thought I was trying to say. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> do, do you see what I am saying? Okay. Yeah, but that's what I'm trying to make not sure. What, not I'm what you're implying. Look, anyway. I'm trying to make sure I'm seeing it straight. Anyway, <laughs> Dustin, actually, you actually straight. brought up a, a really good point earlier when you were talking about coming to America and you were saying how there was nods in the second one from the original. <clears throat> That was one thing that I was noticing, obviously, from this series, Stargate, that I was watching, how they would take... um, So there's the original Stargate, which it started off a a brief little short history of random sci-fi that you're never going to (laughs) watch. There was the Stargate series. Before the series, it was a live-action movie that starred, like, Kurt Russell, James Spader, um, some other people. And then from that movie, it became a series. Uh... 10 season long standing series 10 seasons of this one uh, series two or three box office movies and uh, a spinoff show so it was like crazy to me that this sci-fi show that when i was a child i know for sure i was just skipping over like i was like i know i ain't watching this shit so like why is the show still on but you see even uh, sci-fi shows like star trek have run forever like it was making me wonder like why is sci-fi running so long now, this is going to be a reach from what we were doing, but I just wanted to tie the conversation together uh, before I move on. Since, Fran, you were talking about, or since we were talking about why we watch stuff, and I said, you know, Fran, you watching your documentaries, obviously you want information, and then Dustin stated that, you know, we all watch different things for different reasons. That's very true, but I think what I, the threat that I wanted to get to was how sometimes you can watch something for one reason, and then it can, you can be bought in for 10 other reasons or a completely different reason. Like, let's say, um, Dustin, you said you were watching coming to America and, you know, obviously it's a sequel, but the way that they were giving nods back to the original, they were still kind of in my eyes, acknowledging that, you know, the comedy was good. This was a, a, you know, there were great things that we wanted to keep and take to the sequel, but we're just going to do a little short version of these things, you know, for the real fans out there, for people that are really paying attention. So I say all of that to say, because now we're coming back to WandaVision WandaVision is a confusing ass shit. Y'all got me one time with motherfucking Lovecraft Country, and I watched that because it was black people. This WandaVision (laughs) shit. 
all this this motherfucker looked like Heidi Klum's Halloween costume, the husband. <laughs> you know when she when she was that in that muscular uh how, the raw muscles or whatever for Halloween. <laughs> That's how that nigga that uh, WandaVision looked. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know who to trust. She burning shit up in one breath <laughs> and then saying somebody t- fed her the wrong shit in the other breath. I ain't watching it. My vision ain't on Wanda. Okay. <laughs> I just want to put that out there to be crystal clear before we move before we take one more step. I just wanted you to know that. Go ahead, though, because I know it's a runaway success, and I'm not hating on it. <laughs> well, you know, it was crazy to me. So WandaVision was one of the shows that, you know, I honestly, I watch all the Marvel, like, movies and stuff. Like, I, I like the idea of longstanding stories and story arcs because I need to know, I guess because I'm just nosy about uh, comic books and shit or uh, action versus uh, the royals and shit. Because I was watching the internet go up about Oprah right after, and then sometimes continuing to go up about uh, the finale of WandaVision that had happened uh, the week before. Because the Oprah interview with that came on Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then WandaVision, that, that happened on like Thursday <laughs> or Friday. So it was like, damn, that shit still came on. <laughs> or people still dragging it, rather. Um it was just crazy to me that WandaVision wasn't on my radar even. It was a show that originally I wasn't going to watch, but because I watched all the other Marvel stuff, I was like, I have to watch WandaVision because I need more information. Like, I need to know because uh, Marvel, they do this thing where they tie all of their films and some of their TV shows together, um, even though they're telling, they're retelling stories out of their comic books, but sometimes they're different. That's a whole nother thing. And I guess now is a good time. I uh, like that would piss me off if I had read all them goddamn comic books. Oh, yo. Finally get a movie for it and the shit ain't even the same thing. What are we doing here? Well, that's literally how they do it with regular ass books. Cause I remember when everybody was going ham about um the way that what's the damn uh the Boy, Hunger Games. <laughs> when same they were, thing. No. <laughs> when they were talking about the Hunger Games and they were like, oh, this is different from the book. But then they got mad that the uh, little black girl was black, even though in the book she was a black character. They were like, you can't oh. even be hungry. <laughs> no, no. They don't even want us to be hungry. <laughs> we couldn't even play a game because <laughs> we look, black. Look, we didn't want to play the Hunger Games now. If you seen that movie, we didn't even if we wanted to. These motherfuckers told us no. Well, well, we did. You can't even want to eat. <laughs> we did, and, and her little ass was taken care of. Uh, anyway, so Wandavision. I had to talk about this because I thought it was just so crazy how the internet took this show that had been coming on for weeks and then they found this nigga in a turtleneck and all of a sudden a comic book character named Vision became Vishon. And on top of that, Wakanda, right, which... So people think people think Vision... So who is Vision on the show? Vision okay, well, well husband, really quick. Right? Also because Wanda... I just really wanted to quickly say Wanda, her name is now transformed into Wakanda, which was... For some black people, the only black moment we've had in entertainment. And Wanda there's a... is black enough. I don't think I've well... ever met a white Wanda until I seen this damn movie. Every Wanda I know is black. <laughs> think about you know, it. Have you had, I, 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 only, I'm telling you. Everybody <laughs> I know named Wanda has been negro. Okay? <laughs> I'm telling you. Honestly, this I've the never first met white Wanda. a I, white, I said, so white Wanda. Wanda. But th- she's like the second white uh, Wanda cartoon I've seen, but I've never known a white Wanda in real or, or heard of. I'm just, I'm just like, to tell you. I ain't even never like, seen uh, no white Wanda. 
there's a cartoon on Nickelodeon, The Fairly Odd Parents, and one of the fairies is her name is Wanda. So it's like, why is this white woman named Wanda? I, I'm here. We're, you know I'm what? Because it's a cartoon because um, it was a dream because it was something you don't <laughs> see a lot. That's why that's the only place you've seen that. There you go. Well, um, I feel anyway, like now I have vision? to. Explain yeah, I was about to say now some, I feel yeah. like I have to give you some backstory to some things. And the whole the whole reason that I'm doing this is because because I need to be clear about my petty uh, up front. Crystal, if you're listening, I, Crystal was asking me if she should watch. And I was like, yeah, you know, you should watch. But I thought to myself, she's not going to understand all of, like the little Easter eggs and like not backs uh, in other movies and stuff. But she has seen some of it. So she's going to have a better understanding. And the real reason I'm mad is because um, WandaVision ties together. Okay. So let's start with Wanda because this is this is all going to get crazy. In the Marvel Universe, Wanda's a witch. She's one of the Avengers. She falls in love with this android named Vision. Vision is the android that was created by... Well, Vision's story is very intricate, too. I'm really trying to give you the yeah, quick version of these things. Yeah, why he look like he bleeding? <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Don't he, he look like he got fresh, like he ain't nothing but flesh wounds. <laughs> why he look like that? <laughs> his, it was just his design. Is there a reason? I can't speak to his design. So he's not, he's not, that ain't his flesh inside out? He's not inside out? Well, no, because he ain't supposed to really be human. Like he's Y'all, y'all need to do a YouTube video where it's just Asante explains WandaVision to Dustin Ross. <laughs> Yo, I have got some mind motherfucking you, preguntas. I keep, thinking about, <laughs> I keep thinking about the long version of what I want to say and stopping myself because I'm like, oh, there's well, going to be four more questions. Well, why look like that? He look raw. <laughs> like he hurts and like you can't touch him i don't know but and everybody vision. Thinks they think they want to jump his digital bones so yeah that was a whole nother weird thing that i can't touch on um vision is a, a damn robot the nigga is a superhero too uh but he has the stone, and the stone is what bitch, yo, pick everything, knock them stones out. Sorry, yeah. he has this stone, and during the Marvel movies, the nigga dies in front of Wanda's ass, and so Damn, Wanda grand opening, grand closing. I mean, it was it was very Shit. tragic, and actually, this happened in Wakanda. So they was in Wakanda trying to hide Vision. Because I did say it was a bad neighborhood because it's black people. That's no, right. actually, you know what? Because you know we that's are talking about black that's people. That Dr. Seuss shit. I, I, that's the shit we got. Quite the opposite. Open for. Quite the opposite. Wakanda was known to be a paradise where black people were tech forward, and it was we were so advanced. Actually, we had a force field keeping outsiders out, and I mean all. And I keep saying us, but. The Wakanda blacks actually didn't fuck with any of the blacks. So if you was just a black that showed that they was like, um, you ain't from Wakanda, you can't come up in here. So it was really actually funny now. I think about back to everybody doing Wakanda forever. It's like, bitch, they would not let you in Wakanda. Um Well, that don't make me feel no better because they could have killed that motherfucker on Spider-Man Street. They always climbing, hanging out the windows and all on the walls and shit over there. Why they ain't kill his ass in Spider-Man's neighborhood? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, well, Vision was hiding out in Wakanda because Thanos, oh God, I'm reaching back in the the banks. So Thanos is another villain from another time. He was collecting all these stones because he was trying to destroy the galaxy like everybody does. But anyway, Vision. Angie. (laughs) Because Thanos, I heard about that motherfucker. That's the one had that big ass glove. And it sounded to me like what Angie might have used to knock her daughter's teeth out of her motherfucker. I knew it was crazy. And her name Angie Stone. And Thanos, he tearing everything up, smashing everything, the smithereens and shit in his path. 
Don't it sound the same to you? Once I again, mean, it's akin to it. It's akin to it. Friend, he's not wrong. Can we name, um, can we name this episode Thanos and Angie Stone? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Peace we, pipe, crack black pipe, absolutely tomato, can. tomato. Same thing. Thanos <laughs> and Angie Stone. Black absolutely can. This is my favorite part of the show. <laughs> trying to bring y'all into this. She this is amazing. Like, Angie Stone's just like, oh! and she hit that. She knocked her daughter out. Oh! And she hit so, her ass. I mean, Angie Stone might have fucked with Thanos because he was a big nigga. So Thanos was trying to destroy the world. Trained he was came to collect. He came to collect the stones. He killed Vision for the stone. Uh, he actually killed Vision twice for this damn stone because uh, Wanda. They was she like rewound the time trying to save him, but then Thanos came back and killed that ass again anyway. So anyway, <laughs> the nigga died. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucked up. It was so fucked what up. What a simp. God damn. You got so, killed twice and your bitch couldn't save you, nigga. You just like, no, why like, would you say that? What's the point? Why are we doing? What are we oh doing God. here? Why want your sorry ass? She needs need to she need to divorce his motherfucking ass. Don't you do Elizabeth Olsen like that? Um it was crazy because that was the movie that that's where that happened. So the movie ends and then there's other spinoffs and shit that occur, but Wanda will pick up on Wanda's story at the beginning of WandaVision because there's the show about the bitch from Avengers that I was like, let me watch because it's about the bitch from Avengers. So that was why I watched because I want to be clear. I don't want people to think like, oh, that nigga acting like he a comic book dirt. I'm not. I just genuinely like the franchise and I played the games and I'm familiar with the cartoons. So I wanted to keep I wanted to keep watching to figure out what Easter eggs they were going to put into WandaVision leading up to the other films. And I'm glad that I watched because it blessed me with Michelle Rambo, excuse me, Monica Rambo. And I love the fact that Monica Rambo is this character that we're putting on the forefront now, who's played by uh, Tiana, who we've discussed previously. I love the fact that we are finally talking about her character because her character is actually her character as a black woman and because it's women's history month i feel like it needs to be said that her character was actually one of the the original like the original captain marvel she was the first woman captain marvel and we got this movie about this white woman captain marvel so i just hope that in the future i I want i'm saying all this to say i want marvel to give us like another well, another few, because I, I looked at the phases. They're releasing all these movies and TV shows and phases. And I, I know we're getting Ironheart in the future, which is going to be, or the story is of a black woman taking over the story of Iron Man. So I just want this trend of... I was trying to say something about that's having heart problems. Why do black people got to be in Ironheart getting, having heart attacks and shit? <laughs> Shut up, Fuck you trying to say why they think we need iron pills all the time that's what i mean i give them iron heart give them you're, iron you're worse than dr seuss like what give are you doing iron heart we all walk around like fred sanford it's the big one elizabeth i'm coming to join you we all walking around like that in the damn movie iron hearts please i don't like it i'm like i'm like tahiri <laughs> fuck that fuck that what the fuck is a peasant sound? I'm fucking confused. That's what was so funny about it to me, the fact that she literally said, I'm fucking confused in the video. And I guess, you know, maybe a lot of people don't eat Greek food, whatever the fuck, I don't know. But like, I had, like, I knew what a peasant salad was. And I still, you know, I eat McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I knew what a peasant salad was. 
But she did not, and she was so moved to emotion. She was moved to chorus, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> in, that, in that motherfucking <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> like, what the fuck is a peasant salad? <laughs> <laughs> we work hard to be here. God like, damn. She's like she meant that shit, and her bless her heart. Her heart was in the right place. I feel bad though. Her I'm heart like, was in the right place. When you when know it, it got was. explained to her, I know she must have fucking cracked. I would have cracked. Would've she like, doubled down man. on it. I would have just went on live and busted out laughing. And like, y'all, at least y'all know I'm down for the for the count. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all know why. I may have been. I may not have been right. <laughs> but I wasn't wrong. Y'all know why. <laughs> Y'all know why. I thought, you know, I would have just owned it. Because what I seen was her get on the live and say, well, it was more shit that I didn't see. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. It's like, mama, no, 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 mama, mama. no, no, mama. You just well, don't get it, girl. For more shit that y'all didn't see, <laughs> as I continue trying to explain my division. Anyway, the reason I brought that up to tie it back together was because oh, okay. I don't like that they're giving us Ironheart. Give us another motherfucking movie. You don't even know what Ironheart's about. I know what it sounds like it's about. No. No. Ironheart is something that actually is in line and attuned with what I want. Uh, Assuming that they are going to go with this original black girl story. I feel like, you know, I don't want to say that it is this because the comic book says it's one thing. And then someone gets in like, hey, you know, why not? We'll just do this instead. And then it's not that anymore. So I just hope. That the wishes are driven that it's going to be about a black girl like it was going to school and being just as smart if not smarter than tony stark ass and becoming the new iron man i think it's a dope story i want that to be a thing um i'm mad because uh this character tiana we're like still getting the setup for her but i wish we would have got we would have been awarded this character sooner <laughs> in life um earlier because <clears throat> i did see a clip of her in wandavision and she know how to do that bottom jaw, bottom row of teeth thing that superheroes do. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Look, when she be doing yeah. like this, Asante. She know how to, she know how to do it you, like this. You saw her going through the hex, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, Tiana, she know how to do that. I said, go on, girl, you got the teeth down, Pat. <laughs> now, you know, I try to tell myself that maybe this role was waiting for her, but I'm so livid about it because I think to myself how I've been like waiting for, like I, I'm waiting for like more landmark black women like on the forefront of action like i grew up watching like mila jovovich as um ultraviolet and doing the resident evil and all that like i want to see like black people always on the forefront as because you know when we was growing up the running joke was if it was a scary movie we gonna die like all oh, the black people gonna die so <laughs> i asked twitter the other day randomly i was like you know what what are your favorite uh sci-fi movies and a lot of people or char- black characters in sci-fi movies rather a lot of people brought up um, Sanaa Lathan's character in the Alien vs. Predator franchise because her ass didn't die. So it's always a pleasure to see a black person Damn. that doesn't die in a movie, but it's greater to see a black person on the forefront kicking ass. Dustin, you mentioned, um, uh, damn, the HBO series earlier. What I said? Oh, Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Maybe. Lovecraft Country. Or like um, I like to call it trigonometry. <laughs> Cal- calculus. <laughs> Count Love, two. That's what I like to call. Lovecraft Country gave us not only black people, but two black women. Well, three black women actually. Excuse me. Um, like killing it all at the same time. And for me, that was such an amazing moment, especially since the series right before that that they did for black folks. Well, to me, Watchmen. It was like 
wow, y'all had Regina King up here whooping ass, being a superhero, and now y'all got three bitches exploring like magic and science and the, the answers of the universe. Uh, you know, Tick, you know, he had his, his thing going and all that, but like, I'm really just focused on the threads of the women. Like, it's the women in these stories that we 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 always see the potential or like we always know that they're greater but we never get to explore it like even on Lovecraft Country with Hippolyta like that one episode with her like traveling through the the universe and, and being on her Whitney Houston <laughs> becoming every woman like it was just crazy and I was like damn I would like to see I don't know necessarily like a series but like a whole story arc on like this like her ass in space you know how black women infuse their magic and their beauty into things like i want to see hippolyta ass in the damn bonnet when she going to check the uh, the, the future console or something like just these the, the way that black people right, really bring daughter she had don't do that that was we'll come back to that too <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck was wrong with her i was like bitch why don't you would you be still and go to bed and get better it was like she didn't even want to I heal. mean, you saw they were always leaving her ass alone anyway. anyway like, of course, she was going to have some problems. for another time, but I just didn't know what the fuck I was looking at. It was good. <laughs> I knew they was performing well, and I knew that this was good quality shit that I was taking in. But I just didn't know. I don't know. It just it all looked like, I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> this all, some shit. the reason that this all ties <laughs> for me is because it was crazy that, like, I'd watch WandaVision just off the strength of, you know, I'm going to try to catch up on the Marvel series. Only to see um, the one of the greater themes that is actually being discussed really wide right now is about how it's about grief. And it's a, really one of the more intimate stories that we get of a superhero, um, you know, experiencing loss. Like, somebody said that she's probably experienced the most loss of a superhero, but, you know, we get to some of the same superhero yeah, she's stories. she's seen a nigga get killed twice. But that I mean, sounds like self-inflicted to me. I'm like, now, bitch. You know, no. Now, one, uh, one time, you know, show, fool me once, shame on me type shit. You know it wasn't I'm her saying? fault, though. She was, She literally. Okay, so that's what I was going to say when they was in Wakanda. Because like I said, there was the force field. I'm just saying, Wanda, I love you, bitch. I'm just saying. <laughs> I feel like, you know what I'm saying, you have been to the same, you know, firing squad. been in front of the same firing squad twice for the same shot. I, don't know. It, I just have to make note of that moment because it was so, like, you know, for black folks, Wakanda was such the moment. So it was so crazy that they were in so Wakanda. Who is for? If she a white woman and he a robot? Who? Is... I'm just asking, man. I'm just saying. I know, man. and I never know how you're trolling me, Wakanda so I never know. Us, so who is WandaVision for? It's about a white. So, that's a white woman. I told y'all. For little, for little Michaela. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ran on the board. Need. That's the guest, um, the recurring role you need right there. Okay. No, but it's crazy when I think back to them being in Wakanda because uh, black women. There's always this thread when we talk about black women and having to be like the savior. So I always think back to how Wakanda they were trying to do a. Well, black people, gonna, you know, they're going to help us by hiding this white man. These are all like little thing pieces I had touched on around the Internet at different points in time. Not recently, but then. So don't take any of what I'm saying as, wow, this nigga was thinking real hard about this Marvel verse. But people were saying how crazy it was that, oh, of course, the white folks going to go ask the black people with the high tech for, for help. But my whole threat there was that they were in Wakanda hiding out and motherfucking Wanda thought she was, you know, going to protect her man. And right, she like couldn't. She couldn't, and the nigga died. So <laughs> the nigga died, and so she thought that she was going to... Valley gonna... Vision. 
television. She thought she was going to bring the nigga back. And Dante was coming back. So it's crazy. I cannot. I, I'm about to just literally put a bow on it in a second. Um, going back to Cali. Cali. <laughs> it was crazy to me that. I was catching on to the, you know, I'm watching for the action and I'm always paying attention to these like finer threads in films because I like that they're not just saying, all right, we're going to put out an action film. You know, you got to give, uh, you got to personify people, if you will. You know, you got to give them goals and dreams and take shit away from them so people really care about them. So that's the, the things that I, those are the things that I really watch for and how those themes tie together. But I thought that it was interesting that Wanda did go through that grief and Wakanda during the movies and she'd already, you know, fresh off um, in the earlier movies when we first met her, her ass, uh, her parents, them, they, the motherfuckers was bombed. Like she was living in Russia or some shit and there was a whole bomb in the house and she was keeping the bomb from exploding, but she had lost her parents early on and then later on her brother and then her man. So Wanda just experienced a lot of loss. So fast forward again to WandaVision. It's about, you know, Wanda, <clears throat> not Wakanda, we have left that. It's about Wanda experiencing her grief of the loss of vision, but because this bitch is a powerful ass witch, she didn't recreated this nigga. And when she was a child, um, she used to watch TV, a lot of TV. So she's going through this escape and this grief by like reliving her, um, reliving their life through these, reimagined through these uh, television shows as she's controlling this whole town. So it's like this really intricate story about something. I don't want to say as basic, but I, I like whenever these stories are so complex, but they're complex around a simple thought almost. And it's like complexly built around grief because everybody in the finale was going up for the way that Wanda, once she let everybody out of the, uh, the trance, the bitch just walked off. She didn't say sorry or nothing. She walked up to the, uh, Tiana ass and was like, Tiana was like, you ain't gonna say nothing to him. And Wanda was like, uh, these people ain't gonna forgive me and was out. Like she didn't give now, a fuck. That's the one part of the story I actually relate to and understand. <laughs> I mean, fuck them. I said what I said. I'm out of here. Like, and you, you really, I get that. I understand. Thank you for giving. You me really relate to it, especially why. when you put it all in the context of saying, like, you know, she lost somebody and she was doing everything that she could to keep, you know, I want to say his memory alive, but actually to keep him alive, if you will. Um, I'm sorry okay. though, and I'm I'm gonna let you know <coughs> where you're going with this. But if you a super, I'm not gonna feel bad for no superhero grieving. You expect me, a regular person who got to suffer real loss and death, to feel sorry for you, a bitch with superpowers who could have stopped this shit from happening in the first motherfucking place. I don't feel sorry for you. Yo, it's extra. You're on up. your own. It's extra fucked up because some of them people were stuck. Like when she came and took over the town. She literally had mind control over everybody in the town, and she's like running these, these scenarios according to TV shows. But because it's a TV show, there's only so many people you see at a time. So whenever some sometimes people will come to out of the trance, this lady came out the trance and said, "Please let me see my daughter. She's been stuck in the upstairs in her room for for months now. Like the bitch didn't realize she'd been locking people up. She didn't realize what her grief was doing to other people. So there are. And just, you expect me to feel sorry for a bitch like that? I mean, you know, check on your strong friends. You know, who's going to take care of the superhero? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't know if they were trying to reinforce that sort of thinking. But the real reason that all of this interests me, because I thought it was so crazy that all of this had been going on. But Twitter got hold of motherfucking Vision in a sweater 
and did everything that they did. Like, <laughs> I, I just couldn't believe that a show that had already been doing so well is going to get a whole nother life. Because that's what I already see happening. Like, I already saw people saying, oh, now, now I got to watch WandaVision from the beginning. Even Crystal was asking me if she should watch WandaVision, if she should understand. Um, it's just so amazing to me that black people always do this, This, which is why I was saying we need... I wish we would have had black characters, uh, black women mainly on the forefront because there have been plenty of niggas. Like, you know, we had Blade and, uh, you know, I shout, shout out to Michael J. White. You know, he played Spawn early in the day. Um, you know, I, I had my fix with the guys. I just didn't have black women out there killing it the way that I, because, like, you know, I grew up in a single parent home with my mom. So my mom was always the one killing it. So I just think to myself, if we would have got more of these stories earlier on, it would have had a a it would have had a completely different impact to how we would have viewed wandavision because i think we would have viewed it more from the scope of what dustin's saying because i don't really want to see this white woman grieving like this whereas if it were coming from i know i know i know because me not me not having no sympathy for the whole ain't got nothing to do with her being white well no i'm not saying for you after that that, i'm not saying just clear that up right okay so yeah so dustin's not saying that superpowers so that's your powers before you use my emotions well, my well, for me, it's for a white superpowered woman because there was a moment there. Look, there are certain moments that you see, like there's that privilege because, like you're saying, she's a superhero. So I, because I'm seeing it through a, a white, I'm seeing it as a white woman. It's like, bitch, you're a hero. Like you have powers. I'm not gonna feel bad for your ass when you you're controlling everybody's mind just because you're feeling bad. But I had to go back and ask myself, you know, several other questions because it made me think about like the statement I just said earlier. Like when people make the, when people say that whole check on your strong friend shit, it's like that, that sounds corny as fuck, but like, you know, you do got to make sure people are doing all right. As far as the superhero bitch is concerned, it's not my fault that the government didn't know how to send in a therapist or, or fix it. And they just keep throwing bombs on it. So it did suck to watch all these people stuck in the hex. But it was just such an interesting watch because they because of the way that they stylized um, her using her um, using what she used to watch as a child as part of her escapism for her grief. Like I thought it was all done. It was all layered exceptionally well. Um, I personally can't speak and touch on all the points, but there were just so many cool things that I liked watching about it on the first watch. And I just thought that it was so crazy that I didn't get to finish analyzing the show before black Twitter decided to give it a whole new life and call call it Wakanda and Vashon. Like I just, why again do they call him Vashon? Because the nigga got on a, 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 a sweater, like, and they put a chain on him. They, they thought he looked like a daddy. And so they gave him a nigga's name. Okay. <laughs> like, like I'm just assuming that's how it got there because I didn't, you know, you know, sometimes you get the Twitter and you don't even know where it originates when it's a meme or something. I just kept seeing the picture of this nigga in the turtleneck. They uh, basically evolve. just felt that he looked, there was a scene in particular where they felt that he looked sexy. And so, you know, when they do that to the Obama picture where they give him a low cut Caesar and, and a chain and, and, and mm-hmm. the earring. So they just did that with vision and it became a meme. In his defense, there's always like a in his defense. In, you ain't in the, defend no goddamn robot. Well, I will say <laughs> the internet does always do this when it comes to something Marvel related. Like um, the nigga that played Captain America, they was they were randomly like putting nails in him for the longest, and then the nigga that played Thor, they were putting nails on him too. And I was like, why are y'all doing this? So when I saw them pick up the story with Vision in a sweater, I was like, I guess it was only a matter of time. 
but it's just something about black people deserving more. I think that's the thread that I really want to pull on because we have inside jokes and not backs of our own that could, you know, create our own fucking reality. But when we're in these like universes, we're so minuscule. Like even the story of Tiana's character, uh, Monica Rambo, like her character in the comic book universe, uh, she goes through so many name changes and like people steal her name. And like, in my mind, I'm like, damn, the black woman can't even get the respect in the comic book. Like her, she, she's had several different names. So it's like, I don't even know which one to call her off rip. Cause it was like, she was Polaris or her name was Polaris rather. Um, then, you know, like I said earlier, she was one of the original That's Captain Marvels. Like she just, Polaris? she's been through a lot. Like a snowmobile? It, uh, yeah. They, they make snowmobiles and I think yeah. they make the little, uh, little Jet skis wheelies too and stuff. too and stuff. Yeah. They make all Polaris. that equipment. All right. Love to work okay, with you. Okay, then. Well, thank um, you. So, yeah. That was just my... Uh, because it's, it was my birthday, I felt like we was going to talk about everything that I wanted to talk about, and we did, and then some. So, I just had to know what you were watching, and I knew you weren't watching WandaVision, so I had to talk about what y'all was watching first, before we did a deep dive on what I watched. So, that's really it for the hot button here. Uh, any final thoughts, Fran or Dustin? Yeah, thanks for the, taking care of the TV Land segment, too. <laughs> no, uh, oh yeah, uh, no. Are you out uh, your uh, damn mind? No, oh uh, yeah. Uh, no, we still we gotta done. talk about the new marriage <laughs> and medicine. We no, off that. Uh, uh. We'll talk more about that next week. No, thank you. Thank you, though, Asante. You didn't All even know right. you had my back like that. <laughs> Fran, any closing thoughts on the hot button? No, I'm good. All right. All right. This is the friend zone. Well, then we can move on to the wellness segment. Fran, please tell the people what you've got for them. So it's about to be springtime, which I'm so excited. That's uh, next week, actually, on the 20th. I believe that's a Saturday. Hoping Mm -hmm. it's a Saturday, which is perfect. Waking Mm -hmm. up Saturday morning and realizing it's the first day of spring. So I have started my spring cleaning. Have you guys done any of that yet? Just putting some things away, donating bags. Um, I cleared out my closet, cleared out, you know, the different rooms, just knickknacks, shoes, even down to the refrigerator. You know how you'll have things mm-hmm. in there that you're like, this has been here entirely too long. Um, Replace the baking soda. Replace the baking soda, new, like just everything new, all Bottom things to new. The top, yeah. Um, and then I found. Uh, shout out to one of Jade's homegirls. Actually, I feel like it was her friend Mary. I, I need to ask Jade, but she put us on to this clothing drive. It's called St. Mary's Church Clothing Drive. And the actual website, hold on, let me pull it up right here. The actual website is St. Mary's Clothing Drive. So it's S T M A R Y S clothingdrive.com when you go to the website you'll see a menu bar at the top and it has a donation program that explains to you exactly what they do and what they are looking for and then you can schedule a pickup which is what I did today so I had like 10 bags (laughs) of clothing Um, I called them yesterday as long as you call them before midnight they can come you know the following day Um, and it, it services all New York boroughs even Long Island, and you call them, they come right to your house and grab everything from you downstairs. And then really? they, yeah, it's perfect because I know for most people, 
you that's the struggle that's the struggle of like where should i take it to how can i take it especially if you end up with hella bags most of us do not have cars okay i'm not getting on the train you're not getting on the train and it's hard to jump in an uber especially if you're by yourself with all those bags i actually did that maybe last year i had Mm. to take a, a 30 minute uber okay with the all the bags in the back uh, had to take each bag out and then like the uber driver at least was kind enough to help me take it to the sidewalk but then i had to take each bag into the goodwill mm. one by mm-hmm. one and it's just it was such a struggle so it was actually so easeful to have them come they call you 15 minutes before they arrive he asks you how many you know bags you have you tell him and then he'll give you a tax deduction receipt for you, which you can yes. fill out and apply appropriate amounts to your next tax return. So, as you know, it's just a nice way to give back to our communities. Um, I love that they do this all year round. I think for some reason, I don't know why, I guess I'm programmed to only do this <laughs> when the seasons change. Um, but it is <laughs> nice to have this to have this pinned, you know, and just knowing that it can service all of our neighborhoods. You'll notice they have like a little section where you just put in your zip code and it will let you know if your neighborhood can be serviced. So once again, that St. Mary's clothing drive.com, just go up to the top menu and you'll see the donation section as well as a schedule, a pickup section. You can either call them or schedule it right on the website and they will come the very next day and grab all of the belongings that you have to offer because you know a lot of us are going through so many changes going through switching apartments for me i'm looking at my clothing and i just felt completely disconnected to most of my closet Mm -hmm. to be honest like i was staring at it after a year of not wearing most of it none of it like it felt like me anymore i don't even know what clothing i like at this point to be honest so i truly gave away half my closet even things that i quote unquote liked and normally i tell my friends but my friends end up taking most of the stuff (laughs) so i was like (laughs) i'm not even gonna tell anyone this time that i was donating because i just actually wanted to give all the really cool pieces away to someone who could really put it to use so just wanted to put that into your awareness because it's about that time and i know that um, like we were saying, the struggle is usually trying to get it to the location once you find it. So that's it for this week's wellness. Back to you, Asante, Mr. Music Man. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so for this week in music, I want to just talk about a couple of things in the news. Um, talk about a couple of music videos. And then we're just going to get into the listens lately. Okay. Um, so first, I would like to congratulate Cardi B for going diamond with Bodak Yellow. Hey. I mean, Quite Bodak Yellow, it was the song that I thought I was like never going to like not hear ever again. I, I, it just wouldn't stop playing. And I was like, why won't y'all like turn it off, please? And then it finally stopped because she dropped more music and then I missed it. It was so weird. It was just like, I think last summer actually, I was like, I miss Bodak Yellow. Like this, this was the shit, like something about that little doom, doom, doom. Like the way it starts off is real. <laughs> I don't know. But shout out to Cardi in that. Everybody knew, you know, we all know where she started. We still have some of the gifts and the memes. And here she is now, a fully grown uh 
artist, like just everything that people said that she wasn't going to be and, and not everything that everybody said, but people. OK, we weren't those people. We've always been uh, Cardi fans over here. So I had to congratulate her on that very quickly. Um, next, I want to tell you about some music videos that you should watch just because I love sharing music videos. Like as much as I love telling you about a song that made me feel away, it's something about making you go watch a visual that I just loved and it just it it's amazing. Starting with SZA, Good Days. Why she roll down that hill, man? <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about it, goddamn it. Let's oh. talk about it. Why she roll down that hill like that, man? Listen. <laughs> I'm loving Scissor's new visual. Annie, are you okay? Are she, you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Something about <laughs> what she had going on was giving me like early Shakira vibes. Like she just was out there and being her like fully realized this is who the fuck I am self on like a, a mushroom top and then in a library reading. Like Scissor just she just does something to me. Good Days was a song that I instantly fell in love with when um, Hit Different came out. Like I just Same. like that was my favorite part. So when she uh, at the end of last year dropped the track, I thought that that was amazing. So to now have a video, a video, um, a nice cherry on top. But the real star was the track at the end of this one. So mm -hmm. the artists, you know, they love doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. If y'all are gonna keep doing that, then just drop EPs or something the same day, so I can just learn all the words to everything every time I need it. That's all I got to say. Um, Sinead Harrett, Harnett, excuse me. Fran, did you talk about Last Love? The song Last Love? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, my God. Um, Actually, I guess I should play this, too. This will be my first listen lately. I, th I thought you played this, but Sinead, um, have you heard of this artist, Sinead Harnett? I hope I'm saying this yeah. correctly. Sinead okay. Claremont. She's a twin. <laughs> Where did I just see the Claremont twins? <laughs> On Bell Collective. Yes, I see. I knew you would know because I was watching something. All right. Uh, so Sinead Harnett, I have heard some of her music before. She is a, one of those, you know, singing ass UK women that just know how to control and command and do all that. But I have, I've never seen her. I was highlighting her because I watched her music video for Last Love, which is a song I thought I'd, I don't know who told me about this song. Someone's going to kick me in the but it was me. Sorry, um, but I watched the video for the song Last Love and the song itself is already like the shit, but the video like she looks so fucking good and it's amazing. So since it was a treat to watch, but Sinead, when that came on right after that, it was like, oh, my God, like, ooh. but here's the song because you got to hear how well she like, like the amazingness that is her voice to go along with the beautiful visuals. Again, Last Love. I tell you how I feel about it. I don't want to feel no way Cause if I'm really being honest I haven't even missed you today Marathon that we go through Just to keep them out of view Every day I'm running around to keep me going If I think too much I remember falling All the things I do to Nothing gets in the way like you last love. 
So that was the song. The song is like, like I heard it and I was like, damn, this is a fire song. But when I saw the video, I was like, oh, let me, I've never watched the video. Let me dabble. And it was a very, very special treat. So shout out to Sinead Harnett. Again, that song was called Mm -hmm. Last Love. Um, There are two more music videos that I told myself that I was going to talk about. Uh, Victoria Monet. Definitely have to shout out her. uh, Fran, you brought that one up. Uh, F-U-C-K. We brought that song up. The video dropped. Have you seen the video? Of course. I'm on her. (laughs) Beautiful black women. Women's History Month. Okay. Like the the looks, the, the sound. Victoria Monet is just a baddie. Like can't. I, there's nothing I have nothing bad to say about Victoria Monet. Thank you. Thank you, Victoria <laughs> Monet. Thank you. Um I had one more video I wanted to talk about, but I don't Oh, I'm going to play this song too. It's I'm this is all just R&B. Uh I listen to Drake. I'm not going to play any of his music, but Drake's the, the it's the shit. Uh, all three songs are the fucking shit. I thought that the first one was going to be my favorite until I got to the last one and then I had to listen to them all over again, and now I don't know which one's my favorite anymore. I think I just get like that when it comes to Drake. I don't know why, but I think it's because Drake makes me miss him. Like It's like he gives you a break, and then he gives you what you need. Sometimes there are artists that'll give breaks, and then they come back with like a new sound or something different, and then I have to like adjust. Drake doesn't do that. It always just feels fresh for me. So shout out to Drake. Scary Hours too. Um but the last artist that I wanted to highlight, and then I'm just going to pass this on. We're going to be finished out here. Joyce Rice. <clears throat> excuse me. Joyce Rice is an artist. Um, I've talked about her in the past. She is R&B soul. She is a little pop. She's, I don't know. Like, it's hard for me to, like, put people that I find that are, I'll just say this about Joyce Rice. If you are looking for someone who sounds like, who gives you like a, a, a 90s, 2000s feel, like I'm trying to think of this artist. Um, like she kind of reminds me of like Rochelle Jordan, like that kind of vibe with that voice. But then she also gives you like a little dance to go with it. So if you know who any of those people are and that interests you, you need to check out Joyce Rice. But she has a new song out. It's called On One and it's featuring Freddie Gibbs. There is a music video out. You, I say if, you, if you've never heard of this artist, you should definitely watch her music video. She looks great. She's doing a little dance. And she sings like, like I just like the, I, I like her voice. It's very like, I don't know. It's very sexy. I'm just, I'm loving all the sexiness this week. So this is Joyce Rice on one. You know how to keep me going. Know how to keep me flowing. When you hear me, I'll be going through it. I think I'm giving too much. Even though I shouldn't gamble on my time, I don't play with it. Yeah, I roll the dice on you, baby. I hit a seven, you can swing my way. And while you at it, you can get a little taste. So that's I'm just giving you a little taste of it. Um it's just something kind of fun, very, you know, spring going in the summer, you know, September, summer, spring. I, I just, I like her feel, her vibe. So Joyce Rice, please check her out. That song is called On One, and that's featuring Freddie Gibbs. And that's all I'm going to do for the Music Man segment. Now I want to be nosy, and I want to know what you've been listening to. Starting with you, friend, 
tell me what you've been bump, bump, bumping in the streets. Okay. Um, I was listening to WizKids Made in Lagos. And um, I it came out a minute ago, but I hadn't really had a chance to sit with it. And once I did, it's flawless. Literally, I've had it on repeat. But the one track that I could not get out of my mind is a track called Essence featuring Thames, T-E-M-S. It is just the perfect song, and this is how it goes. Outside money. <laughs> I mean that time. <laughs> you know, outside <laughs> money. And shout out to WizKids fan base because you know how I'll just randomly tweet out whatever I'm listening to, like just the track, no comment. And his fan base somehow got a hold of my tweet and it has like six hundred retweets. That's right. Whew. I was like, what the it just caught me off guard because I didn't even say anything. You know, it's just the track, the Spotify yeah, track. But 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 that just goes to show like how on point his fan base is that they are like making sure that people are listening to his music and um, getting that circulated. So shout out to y'all, but also shout out to WizKid and Thames. And people are telling me that Thames pro- projects are dope as fuck as well. And so I'm excited to sink my teeth into that. But that's my listen for this week. Mm, Dustin Ross, what you got? Alright, this song is called No Sense by Baby King. Are you mad at me? Are you irritated? I let you dug me. Then you celebrate it. Are you showing off because you with your friends, dog? Don't be showing out when you with your friends, dog. Don't be showing out when you with your man's dog. Please don't let me catch him on my hands, dog. It's a thousand ways to misunderstand, dog. It's a thousand ways that we can make a man stop. And you know he only love you when your pants off. I showed you light, I showed you grown man talk. Age differences between the sun and last dog. I'm coming home, why you always on the edge, dog? Are you mad at me? Are you irritated? I let you duck me. Then you celebrate it. Why you showing up because you with your friends, dog? Don't be showing up when you 
No Sense by Baby Keen, right? Yes. I like the this, cover art. <laughs> me too. That gradient always makes me feel good. <laughs> Love um, Baby Keen. This song is called 1238 by Childish Gambino featuring 21 Savage, Inc. and a whole bunch of other people. Uh. Someone made a mess of my cones. I like me, yes. Someone bought a paddock in a panic, yes. Yes. Bought it, Bentley Attic. I go manic. Oh, no. Uh, hit the uchi kachi till it's slanted. Oh, I'm gonna beat it up. Ooh, baby. I'm gonna make your dreams come, baby. Hey, you the one who's talking all that trash. You know, hey, 25 by 28, that ass. You can set that snow. Eat this in a I'ma be right back. I'm like, alright. Hey, I don't know what psilocybin is. This better not be no Molly. She just laughed and closed the door. Dark chocolate sea salt. I took a bite. She said we gon' have a special night. I said, who you telling, girl? I know that. Anyway, that's the jam. Last song I want to play is actually on Scary Hours too. It's called Lemon Pepper Freestyle. Drake mm. and Jerry Cross. Pray these niggas understand how passionate we take this. Rich. Yes. Godfather with a gun full of snakes. Car Porsche trying to give away a wraith. Brick spoil trying to turn them in a base. Big boy, I me trying by the braves. Courtroom selling like I'm in the opera. When they got it, now these niggas want to knock us. Bitches follow because they need a couple dollars. But it ain't a problem because a nigga really got it. Fat boy, rich nigga with an appetite. Count money all night under the candlelight. Spinning vinyl, Teddy P or is it Lionel? Not a model, but I know I've been idle. Big bang sparking, we without a lighter. On fire, cause I'm just a different writer. Practicing social distance with all these snitch niggas. Guess he jealous, cause I had his favorite bitch with his big bucks. I've been trying, 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 trying. I like that song. <laughs> Go ahead, Dre. That's it for my listens lately this week, man. All right, well, then that does it for the Music Man segment. And I guess that does it for this week's episode of the Friend Zone Podcast. I'm going to say one damn thing. Oh, fine. Oh, okay, finally. Come on. And it's because it's so worthwhile. And I would be remiss not to. Shout out to T.S. Madison. Yes. Shout out to. Oh, man, I got to catch it. The T.S. Madison experience is now um, airing on WeTV. Congratulations. Yes. Um, the premiere episode aired March 4th last week. It did very, very well. Full of nothing but feel-good humor. Very informative. Very educational. Um, um, very impactful. Shows a great dynamic between Madison and her mother. And they actually go into detail about their experiences on both sides of that relationship. Um, with Maddie being a transgender woman and, and Miss Mary being her mama. You know, how they got to a place of peace where they love each other and are friends. They're telling that story. They're showing um, Maddie as a businesswoman. Maddie is making history as the first uh, trans woman, black trans woman, to executive produce and have her own reality show. This is a big motherfucking deal, okay? And not Mm. only is it a big deal, so there's so many reasons to watch um, that are connected to the historical relevancy of this project, right, and how groundbreaking it is. 
Then on top of that, it's fucking hilarious. Funny as hell. Shout out to Chi Chi. Shout out to Oliver Twist. Shout out to Craig Smith. Craig the writer. Stewart, excuse me, not Craig Smith, who's a comedian that I love. But Craig the writer. Stewart, shout out to him. Shout out to Mo, Miss Mary, the whole team over there. Shout out to Miss Sophia, who was hilarious in the premiere yes. episode. She did a little guest spot. Um, but the show is hilarious. Just make sure you watch. We will catch up on Real Housewives of Atlanta. We will catch up on Married to Medicine. I know a lot of y'all were watching the Megan and Harry interview this week. That's why I decided to wait. I need to we'll watch. Talk about Married to Right. Yeah. I'm going to wait, and we'll talk about Married to Medicine next week. So that's it for the TV land. I just want to make one shout-out to – shout-out as, as a love muffin – I have yes. to shout out Love B. Scott, who will be an executive producer for BET and yes. the first yes. <laughs> the first trans non-binary executive producer. So there are records being broken here, history being made. About. Shout out to B. Scott. <laughs> shout out to B. B. Scott. I've been here since the beginning, so I love <laughs> to see it. <laughs> That's right. Congratulations, okay. B. Scott. Congratulations. Whatever. And that's Dance it. Dance in front of all the IMAX, B. Scott. <laughs> As always, we love you so much. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye.